Hi everyone, this is Dr. Tracy Jones. Have you ever said to yourself, why should I care? This isn't my dream job. Well, if so, you're going to want to listen to this podcast on the functions of followership. We're going to talk about the second function of followership, which is use it or lose it. And what that means for the leader, for the follower, and we're even going to talk about some science. So stay tuned. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is Dr. Tracy Jones. And as I mentioned in the intro, today we are going to talk about the second function of followership, which is use it or lose it. And I take one of my father's seven laws of leadership from Life is Tremendous, and I flip over to the seven functions of followership from my message to millennials. So we're on the second one, as I mentioned, and it is one called use it or lose it. And this is a term many of us have probably heard and said throughout our life, use it or lose it. And did you know there's actually a parable in the Bible, the parable of the talents that really brings this point to home. And just really briefly, for those of you that are unfamiliar with it, it is a parable or a story of a very wealthy landowner who went away from time. And he had three servants and he entrusted them each with his resources to take care of while he was gone. To one servant, he gave five bags of talents, which is gold or something of worth. To the second servant, he gave two bags of talents. And to the third servant, he gave one bag of talents. Then he went away for a while and he came back and he summoned his servants to give an account of what he did with what he had entrusted them with. And the first servant came back to the master and said, sir, You gave me five. I have doubled it. Here's five more. And the master was like, you have done so good. You were industrious. Thank you so much. They went off to celebrate. All right. The second servant comes back and he had been given two bags of talents and he came back and he too had doubled his investment. All right. And so he came back to the servant or the master's investment. He came back to the master and said, sir, I have double what you have given me. Here is the other two in addition to the first two. And the master was so happy and he said, thank you so much. Well, the third servant came back who he had been given one. And this servant came back and said, sir, I knew you had entrusted me with your valuables. So I hid it. I didn't do anything with it. I didn't lose it. So here you got, you got everything you gave to me. And what did the master say? Did he say, good, that was a safe bet. You put it in a low risk yield. Okay. He said, no. He said, you wicked, lazy, slothful servant, get out of here. And he banished him forever. And I can remember hearing that as as a younger person, uh, a younger leader and thinking, man, that's harsh. The guy didn't lose anything. Um, So what's the problem? Well, the problem is there's a law, a universal law in life, which is use it or lose it. And of all the gifts and talents that we have, if we don't constantly put them to use, we will absolutely lose them. So you can never just sit back as a leader and say, you know what? I've evolved. I've arrived. I can never sit there and say, I have enough money because money starts deflating, okay? Or I have enough time because our death clocks start ticking the day we're born. Or I have enough success because one day you're in, the next day you're out, okay? So you can never sit back and rest on your laurels. You have to constantly be using what you have or you're gonna lose it forever and ever and ever. So life is full of these ebbs and flows. And that's a natural part of our human psyche. I can remember there's many times where I was like, oh, uh, I just love this job, I love this job. And two years later, I'm like, 
I have lost my mojo. I have lost my desire to even get up. And maybe probably most of you listening to this have had that. And that is completely, um, completely natural because we can want to quit. But as my father said, just don't want to quit. Um, many times we go through life and we get these highs and these lows. And when that happens, if you are in your low period, what my father always said is you have stopped using it. You sat back. You got comfortable. You felt like everything that you did in the past was going to remain the same. And so you kind of went on coast and we cannot ever coast through life, no matter how successful or how famous or rich, because tomorrow something different may happen. Like we just saw with this pandemic, some, some, tomorrow may be uh, a totally separate set of circumstances and it may bring a new crisis. And trust me, there'll be other ones after this. So, um, you know, one of the things with use it or lose it is the more you use what you have, the more of it you will get. And the reason you get more is so then you can in turn pour out to everything else. So um, I am a science nerd. Okay. I love science fiction, but I love science. And I love the second law of thermodynamics. I love it because people will sit there and say, well, Tracy, life was so good. And now it's not. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you putting into your life? Nothing. And I'm like, okay, it's a science. It's the second law of thermodynamics, which says everything, including me and you, tends toward a state of disorder, unless it's infused with some type of energy or force. Okay. So what that means, use it or lose it, make the most of what you have today. Otherwise tomorrow it's not going to be there. Um, you know, when you dust, is that the last time you have to clean? When you lose weight, is that the last time you ever have to diet? When you get married and say you love somebody, do you stay in love forever? No, you have to keep infusing things. And my father would always say that you're going to be the same person five years from now, except for two things, the people you meet and the books you read. So if you want to, may have a more tremendous life, you have to infuse yourself with more tremendous books and more tremendous people. It doesn't just happen. Um, stuff doesn't just magically appear out of nowhere. And so when I hear people complaining about stuff, I'm like, because you have stopped infusing yourself with wonderful things. So they always say, you got to keep moving. You got to keep active. You can never sit back. And, uh, you know, they say a rolling stone gathers no moss. Okay. You don't want to become a mossy leader or a mossy follower. You want to sit there and keep active, keep going. So one of the ways that you can do this, if you want to be A-OK, -okay, is to practice A-OK. -okay. And what I, stand, what I say A-OK -okay stands for is acts of kindness, all right? One of the most important things with use it or lose it, if you were just doing things for yourself, that, that's incredibly self-centered. Those are self-oriented behaviors, or as I call them, SOBs, all right? But when you do things for other people, when you give to get people to become a greater version of themselves, that is a wonderful way because we have all been given and gifts, finances, time, resources, talents. And when you give more, you, you use it or lose it. So I love teaching. I love reading and I love discussing books. And one of the places that I go to do that is in our Pennsylvania state corrections institutes. And so one of those things is to continue. I'm on the outside, but I get to go on the inside and I get to discuss tremendous books with these people. And I get to learn with these men and hear and pour into them and show them that they still have value. And the more I pour into them, the more they pour into me. So I walk away better off than when I went into them. And that's the law of use it or lose it. So as you are in your job, for you guys that are emerging leaders, the more you, even if you're comfortable in your job, don't ever stop infusing things. Don't ever stop trying to learn, get new certifications, trying to learn new things. Um, one of the questions in my dissertation that I ask people 
was, do you have a desire or a need to be developed? And it seemed like there was two schools of people. One, that no matter how long they had been in the job, their age or ability to move up were like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry all the time. I have to continually be able to learn and pour out. Otherwise, I feel like I'm non-value added. And then there was the other group of people that were like, I'm done. I'm mid-50s. Put your money into somebody else. I've learned everything I need to know. And those people, they're stale. And if you constantly aren't learning to use new things and pour them into the organization, you're really going to quickly become obsolete. And again, if all you are is about, well, I can't get any higher promotions, again, that's self-oriented behavior. The organization needs you followers no matter where you are, even if you've done the job 20 years and you know everything about it, to still be infusing different aspects into it. You know, there's an old saying, do you have 20 years of experience or do you have one year of experience 20 times? Okay. We really really want to constantly be upping the game on what we're learning, what value we have to the organization and pour it back into the organization because otherwise we may lose our position in the organization because organizations are living, breathing entities and they have to have followers in them that will constantly have a need and a desire to be developed and then to pour into the organization and make it the next greatest version of themselves. So a lot of people will sit there um, when they're like in a slump or a runt and they'll blame everybody else. And my father always said, um, you're never a failure until you blame anybody else. You know, they'll blame Susie for getting a promotion over them, or they'll blame the economy on why they missed their sales quota. And you know what? The fact is they stopped using what they had. And when you start use, losing, stop using it, it gets taken away from you. And so what I like to say is, you know what? You can seize the day or you can seize the excuse. It's much better to seize the day because effective followers will seize every opportunity to be a part of something greater than themselves. And in leadership literature, we call these OCBs, organizational citizenship behaviors. And followers, if you want to be really looked at as an up-and-coming leader, that means you will look at these opportunities in your organization to be a great organizational citizen. I want you not to just be a good person away from work and a rule-abiding citizen, okay, and to have a clean record, but I also want you, when you show up, to be a good citizen in the organization. And that means you use all your talents and resources and you put them to work because if you're not using them, you are going to lose them. So my father would always say, some of you may be saying, well, Tracy, you know what, that was me back 20 years ago, but not me anymore, I'm retired, whatever. And my dad, whenever somebody, my dad was not a big fan of retirement. Um, he's like, if every day on this planet, you don't get up and you contribute something, you're just sucking resources. Well, something to that effect. Okay. And you know what? He was right. If you're in your organization and you're just checking the box until you hit retirement, you're dragging the organizations. Get out. Let somebody else come out and use their talents to make the organizational better. When I was in the Air Force, we had them called, we called them R-O-A-D, road sergeants or road officers, which meant retired on active duty. In other words, they were just sitting there. They weren't using their experience and talents anymore. They were just checking off the box to retirement. And you know what? This is not good, okay? And you don't want to end the race like that as somebody that at the end just petered out and said, yeah. I don't care. I got mine. I'm just going to bill it up so I can get the next retirement quota and retire at X number percentage. 
Boo, that's awful. Okay, that's self-serving. We're here to talk about leaders who need people to build a great organization. And that means you have to look at somebody other than yourself. So whenever somebody would say to my father, my father would say, well, what do you do? They're like, well, I'm retired. And I'm like, oh, Lord, don't say that to my dad because he's like, retired? Don't talk so stupid. You can be volunteering. You can be serving others. You can be giving your time. You can be um, coaching people, mentoring people. Don't ever sit there and say you're done contributing, giving back to life. One of the greatest books I ever read was by a man named Viktor Frankl, and it's titled Man's Search for Meaning. If you haven't read it, you go get it right now because this will change your life. And Viktor Frankl was a German psychoanalyst, and he was in the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. He lost everything, his family, his practice, almost his life. He saw the worst of all humans, evil incarnate on this planet. Okay, And while other people were just checking out, who wouldn't check out? It was horrible. It was horrible what they went through. Okay. He looked at life and said, you know what? This is, I, I will not be defeated. I'm going to deliver this. And he helped people and he encouraged people to live. And he studied what the human mind went through in that unbelievably horrible um, circumstance. And he saw what gave people the will to live. And his greatest point was stop asking life. What do you have for me? Life has already given you everything you need. Life is waiting for you to deliver on the goods. Life is waiting for you to use it or lose it. And there are some opportunities that if we do not seize them, they go away. Okay. You can damage your health so irreparably that there's no turning back. You can make um, a mortal or a legal sin so bad. You have extinguished other opportunities to get hired. You can make a personal sin so bad in a relationship that that person never wants you in your life again. You can lose your children. You can use, lose everything. So the important part of life is if you don't constantly infuse yourself with good, upright character building things, you're going to lose it. And you don't want to lose it, all right? So one of the beautiful things about the second function of followership is use it or lose it. Leaders, that goes for you too. You have to constantly be infusing yourself with the right people, material, resources, and knowledge. Otherwise, you are going to lose it. It's a fact of life, even no matter how tremendous. And one of the things, my father was so efficacious and resilient, and he was just crazy. And people would sit there and say to him, or say to me, is he always like that? And I'm like, he is always 100% of the time, even in his sleep, when he does sleep, he's like that. Because he was pouring so much into himself, he had to let it out, otherwise he would have combusted, okay? So you don't want to be like the Dead Sea, just taking stuff in. You want to be a, like a fountain. The more opportunities that come your way, you want to seize them and create more opportunities for other people. So that is, for followers, the surest way for you to become a leader. So a lot of times people will sit there and say, like I said in the beginning, eh, why should I care about this? You should care about this because it's the right thing to do. You also should care about use it or lose it because you know what? Your dream job is going to call your non-dream job for a recommendation. You don't want to not finish strong, all right? Second of all, if you sit there and say, well, why should I pull my load? I'm sticking it to the man. You're not sticking it to the man or woman. You're sticking it to your other coworkers, okay? That's not right either. Use it or lose it. So do what you're paid to do and do even more. And you can start building your legacy now. So I hope you got some good tips. One of the greatest ways to become an, an incredible leader is to really, as a follower, use everything you can, find things, develop yourself, pour into that organization, be a good organizational citizen, look for the greater good, not just yourself, and leaders will recognize you and say, this person is leadership material. So 
I hope that these gave you some great insights and tips. And please, um, if you see us on YouTube, leave us a comment about something that you have experienced or heard on this podcast, so a thought that maybe you were inspired to. Also, wherever you listen to us, please leave us a five-star rating. Check us out on our website. Sign up for our Tremendous Leadership eBlast. We got free emails, eBooks, uh, podcasts, all kinds of wonderful things. And also, reach out on TremendousLeadership.com if you would like to touch base with me um, one-on-one about how to to uh, better use it or lose it for you or your team. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.